the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back to our itsy bitsy, teensy weensy Saturday evening show. A little less teensy and a little less weensy because we will take you all the way to 8 p.m. And that will be our norm as we move forward. So glad to have you along. Grateful to be here. My name's Randy Corcoran, and I am still your pumped up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. Absolutely unafraid to push back on the mouthpieces, on the never-ending diatribes, the hate, the abuse, the condescension that just drips out of some people who, in spite of their seeming intelligence and interest in actually getting it right, are unwilling to sit down and actually have a conversation. We're always willing to have a conversation here, and we welcome you to it. Our phone number is 303-696-1971. If you weren't with us last week on New Year's Eve, we had a very special pre-recorded show, and uh, man, it turned out to be great. The first hour we kicked off with Raheem Kassam, now runs the National Pulse, and Raheem was... Um, a perfect guest because he had just written a piece about the RNC and the new leadership fight that's going on between Ronna McDaniel, current chair, Harmeet Dillon, Republican National Committee woman from California and super lawyer, and MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. And so what a great way to tip off, kick off the first hour because in the second hour of that show, we had every single one of those contenders on to talk about their effort to claim the mantle of chair of the RNC, uh, something I'll be voting on, gosh, in just a little less than three weeks now. We'll be in Dana Point, California, have a week-long meeting that all culminates in new leadership. That is going to be exciting. Those, those podcasts are going fast. They're absolutely free of charge. Get them while they last at 710K in U.S. They're uh, um, very, very interesting, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, that, the other part of that first hour, though, was especially timely because a couple of weeks ago, my good buddy Stefan Tubbs had a left-wing activist on his program. The activist's name is Sean Beadle and uh, now goes by Heidi and, uh, you know, founded uh, founding member of Colorado Springs Anti-Fascists, a very violent group and what you heard in that interview is that it's okay if people die. That just comes with the territory. It's okay to show up at people's houses and dox them. That's all fine. And as part of that first hour, which you can grab as a podcast now, we also had Andy No, the one and only Andy No, Antifa Hunter. So if you missed any of those, man, go back and grab them. Phone lines are already lighting up, 303-696-1971 if you'd like to join the show. Before we do anything, though, I want to tell you about the big show that we've got ahead. I've got some great audio for you. We're going to play some contrasts between the first speech from newly elected House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and his Democrat counterpart, Hakeem Jeffries, 
just the tone and the tenor is just amazing, just remarkable how uh, how differently it appears the two of these men are going to approach their jobs. And I want you to hear it. And um, we've also got, man, almost a half an hour that uh, I just think is going to be fascinating for you. What, regardless of what you believe about vax injuries and all of the people who are suddenly dying and the reasons that they're dying, how closely you've followed the people who are simply dropping like flies on a soccer field, a tennis court in front of a microphone, whatever, and comparing that to what happened on Monday Night Football, you will find it fascinating to hear my interview with the world-renowned cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. And he's actually on a plane tonight, so we had to pre-record this interview. It was a couple of days after the Monday Night Football game, but still very, very timely. And uh, you'll just get information here that you won't get virtually anywhere else. And I'm hoping that you'll stick around for it and share those podcasts because I've said this so many times. And you all know my association with uh, one of the first Denver cops to be vax injured, had COVID, uh, battled back, young, strong, courageous, tough guy. And they forced him to get the jab. And on the drive home, he was in agony. By the end of the week, he could not walk on his own. So, you know. Pure coincidence, I'm sure. But uh, we'll dig into that for sure. We've got Frank Gaffney to talk a little bit with us about China. He's at the end of the show in our brand new, newly added third hour. And uh, then we're going to do some in-studio back and forth with a man who I really admire, Taylor Rhodes. He is the now, I believe his title is Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. And he put a tweet out the other day that said it's time to move on from Trump. And I thought, well... Wouldn't that be an interesting conversation for the first night back here on January 7th? I also want to, it's not a celebration. I mean, today's a tough day for me, two years since my mom died. And, uh, of course, good old Alexa, man, she, she never lets an anniversary go by without a soft word and a touching reminder. So grateful for that. And, uh, I spent a few minutes, you know, just alone and thought about my mom, but, uh, I also, I couldn't do this last week with the pre-recorded show. There just wasn't enough time in those two hours, given the five guests that we had to cram in. But I wanted to do as a year-end tribute or sort of maybe a beginning year tribute to talk radio in general and the man himself. I'm going to play for you the last couple of minutes of Rush Limbaugh's final broadcast, which occurred on February 2nd, 2021. Just a reminder of the greatness. And then I may have a word or two to say about those folks who have, you know, come up with a new meme like fake talk radio. And you know who I'm talking about, the gutless ones who won't talk, who won't sit down, who won't face you face to face or actually get into a substantive debate about any of these issues. I think it's a good way to start off the show. And if we didn't have jammed lines already, I would do it right now. But let's go ahead and welcome in some callers. First, let's start long distance our old friend Jack in Wyoming. Welcome back. Happy New Year, Jack. Yeah, same to you, Randy. And I, I empathize with the loss of your mother. I, 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 to this date, have not been able to deal with the fact when my mother left. And, of course, I lost my wife here, too, and that's even worse. But let's not get into that. But the reason I'm calling is it's because Matt Gates is pushing this thing, and Bovard is as well. 
and holding their feet to the fire and giving the conservative members that are in the Republican uh, Party a little bit of a backbone is, is inspirational. I'm, I'm happy to see that happen. But here's where I'm going with my conversation. I think your intellect and your understanding and your manners and your, uh, the way you comport yourself is, is superior to almost anybody else in politics. So what I'm going to say to you is, as a boy from the Bronx, if you don't get yourself into a high level of government to where we can use that fabulous talent that you have, I'm going to come over there and break both of your knees. <laughs> well, Jack, that is, that is certainly high praise. I have been nudged and pushed to run for something multiple times, and every time I sit back and look at it, I just feel like, I have so much more to offer than being pigeonholed in a particular place. Uh, I can do so many different things than being locked into a state house seat or a congressional seat or something like that. Um, but you know, I'm healthy. I'm relatively young, 63 now. So I've got uh, some work life left in me. You just never know. I really do appreciate it though, Jack. And I agree with you, man. What has gone on this last week has been historic. This hasn't happened since the civil yes. war. And what what yes. the Freedom Caucus people got for this is the ability to no longer have Mitch McConnell style, Nancy Pelosi style uh, yes. running of these branches of government and shoving these godforsaken bills down our throat. And that's only the start of it. It's so great. You 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 need to get into the center of of the of the operation. You don't need to be doing radio, and you don't need to be doing your law firm. You need to save this country, Randy, and you've got the intellect to do it, and I'm smart enough to know that. Well, Jack, thank you very much, sir. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I'll be praying. Yeah, thanks. I, hmm. Yeah, no pressure there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, holy smoke. All right, let us uh, let me do one thing, and we'll try and grab one more call before we need to take our first break of the hour. Um, as you know, it's been, gosh, I don't know, two years now, maybe more, that I have been uh, working with my friends over there at Cenogenics. And time after time, studies show that risk factors for strokes, dementia, diabetes, heart attacks, man, those increase as our hormones and metabolism decline, which is a natural facet of our aging. It's clear that keeping our hormones at optimal levels, absolutely vital for ideal health, helps to reduce body fat, Increase energy levels, cognitive ability, sexual function, improve your muscle tone. Man, what is wrong with all of that? Dr. Watt at Cenogenics can help you get your metabolism and hormones balanced and healthy with their elite health evaluation where they take a look at all of your body systems, your bones, muscle, heart, lungs, brain. Did I leave anything out there? Then provide a supervised plan to help you lose weight, gain lean muscle mass, and increase your mental clarity. Call them. Call them to schedule that elite health evaluation. You'll get a free complimentary food allergy test, which is normally 840 bucks. My wife took that test. Very useful for her. Call Cenogenics at 720-387-3681, 720-387-3681, or better yet, visit their website. It's denver.cenogenics.com, denver.cenogenics.com. Let's see if we can squeeze one more call in. This opening segment, Tim in Aurora, welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy, and uh, congrats on being back to three hours. Long overdue. Thank you, sir. Hey, just wanted to say to the people that you mentioned that are condescending towards you on topics like COVID, 
and uh, the 2020 election and so forth. Just like to say to those folks that ad hominem is a uh, poor substitute for debate. And I've noticed that those folks don't want to touch the subject of the Twitter files. Seem to be strangely silent on that. Yeah, we played a couple of weeks ago uh, a a sort of nervously laughing Elon Musk saying, you know, isn't it funny that uh, everything that was called a conspiracy theory on Twitter is becoming or being shown to have been true government infiltration, lying about the, the virus, the vaccine, uh, election interference, all of those things. And uh, and I think the other part of that comment was something like and, and the things that we knew about are more true than we knew. I mean, it's and he's the guy with all the inside goods. So it is just beginning the investigations that are going to be made available to us by having this now conservative uh, MAGA House um, sort of minority in place that can really direct the majority is yes. going to help us in all of these regards, Tim. I, I have never. Well, I should never say never, but I have. I am very excited about the year to come. It's exciting and great. Well, I'm very grateful that you and Dr. Dunn are on the radio and uh, keep after it. Better believe it. Thank you so much, Tim. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Text messages are coming in. Remember that 710KNUS app. Our podcasts are really getting hot. And so if you can't listen to the show, I'm hearing from people all the time. I'm tied up on Saturday nights. Go back and grab those podcasts. Commercial free. You miss the music. But you get all the good information, the great interviews, and everything else. And you can do it all if you download the free 710KNUS app. There's also a YouTube page for Wake Up with Randy Corcoran and uh, the one I'm really trying to drive folks to right now, 710KNUS. You can subscribe. It's no cost, no obligation. You don't get any notifications, nothing at all. But it helps us if we get those numbers up on YouTube. So go there and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. We're going to take a pause right now at 519. When we come back, I want to reflect with the last couple of minutes that anyone ever heard on the radio from the amazing Rush Limbaugh. And we'll do that next when we return here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Here I am, 524. Welcome back, Randy Corcoran. Good to have you here. Phone number 303-696-1971. Uh, people are texting me on my phone. Uh, others coming in on the 710K and US app about running for office. Let's set that aside. Absolutely. there. There's no offices available now for the next couple of years. So uh, let's work on what we've got in front of us. That is absolutely the most important thing. Have you noticed the winter equinox was, gosh, less than three weeks ago. I think it was December 21st. How much longer it seems like the days are already. It was still bright light when I got in here. Um, that feels really good. We're doing our very first of the year, Arapahoe Tea Party meeting. We'll be back uh, on Tuesday, second Tuesday of the month as always, 630, South Metro Fire Rescue Building. Tickets are free, but you got to get one So if because we have seating problems, and, and uh, it's really important that we not blow our, our contract over there. They're so generous, and the, the place is so nice. So if you are not on our email, our email hasn't gone out yet. We're all sort of getting back into the swing of things. It will go out over this weekend. If you're on our list, you're great. And if you're not on the list, just send us an email. We'll add you to it at ArapahoeTeaParty at gmail.com. ArapahoeTeaParty at gmail.com. Remember, there's an E at the end of Arapaho. Sometimes people mess up on that. 
or uh, or you can go to Eventbrite. The event, I think, is already up. I don't know if the tickets are released yet, but we'll be working on all that tonight. Really looking forward to seeing you. Man, do I have a lot to tell you at the very first Arapaho Tea Party meeting. It's 38 degrees in Aurora, 41 over there in hell, otherwise known as uh, my beloved birth city of Denver, Colorado. It's always warmer in hell. But we've got a good week ahead. We're going to see some 50s Monday, Tuesday, and maybe again on Friday. So that is always good. I promised when we went to break, uh, something I thought about doing for the end of the year show, and uh, uh, it just didn't work out because we had all of the pre-recorded interviews of um, Raheem Kassam, Andy No, Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, Mike Lindell for the New Year show. Um, so I want to do it before we get too far into the New Year. These were the last about two minutes and 20 seconds from Rush Limbaugh on his very last show, which was February 2nd, 2021, almost two years ago now. And if you watch the video... He, he looked okay. I mean, he was looking down. You could just tell he was, um, it was taking all of his power as a man and an entertainer and a performer and a patriot to hold it together, um, knowing what he was saying and the love that he had for his audience. But he, he didn't look sick. I mean, he just didn't look that bad. And he was gone 15 days later. Here is the last couple of minutes of Rush Limbaugh tribute to talk radio. In the audience, all of you, for everything you mean to me. That last call. Um, that's... Reminds me how much I love all of you, how much I... So appreciate everything you've meant. To me and my family, you don't have any idea how I know so many people think this program has changed their lives for the better. You have no idea what you all have meant to me and my family. The day is going to come, folks, where I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know when that is. I want to be able to do it for as long as I want to do it. I want to... But the day will come where I'm not going to be able to. And I want you to understand that even when the day comes, I'd like to be here. As I have this sense of needing to constantly show my appreciation for all that you have done and meant me. So I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great New Year. And I hope that the things that are in store for all of us in the coming year are certainly better than what we have endured in 2020. I don't know too many people have enjoyed 2020. Probably some sickos out there who have, but 2021 has to be better. We're going to try to make it that way here at the EIB Network. Again, folks, thank you so much. I wish there were a way to say it other than thank you. You're just the best. My family is just the best.
Thank you. Two weeks and a day later, Rush Limbaugh passed away. And uh, I don't know who put that together. I found the clip on Twitter, which has become a very interesting place since Elon Musk took off the uh, the censorship reins. But uh, uh, man, oh man, the music was a nice touch, I thought. And it's just, uh, it, it strikes me as sort of sad, but uh, also hilarious when you hear people talking about the demise of talk radio. It used to be something so much greater. Rush Limbaugh created the opportunity to use the medium as a way to educate and organize and inspire people. And, uh, uh, man, it's never been more vibrant. And it's not just radio now. There's podcasts and video podcasts and uh, just so many ways to access information. And yet we spend time having people talking to us about fake talk radio and I found some notes here in the studio. The purpose of fake talk radio is to scare the listeners. Big lies and doublespeak, or by lies and doublespeak. Be careful. Yeah, how about just have a conversation? If you know so much, let's talk. I always throw down the gauntlet. Anybody with a microphone, a TV camera, a typewriter, any of these big issues, the elections, CCP virus, the vaccines, any of it, a simple conversation. Let's see who knows their stuff. It's just not that hard. All right. I've gotten in the habit and I'm going to continue it through this year, at least for a while till I get bored with it, of always reminding you of a couple of people. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Huh. And then there's this guy no longer earning his salary. Now he's just got a massive pension and is being used as an expert. For instance, he came out to immediately try and tamp down any interest of the media or just normal everyday people pursuing an answer to the question about what really happened to DeMar Hamlin, the safety of the Buffalo Bills. You know who he is, this hypocrite. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I wish, you know, that's another clip I just found that we didn't make that. So I wish we could flip it. Probably could. I mean, I've learned that Louis Gonzalez can do anything. Thank you for that, Louis. You've been making my life a lot easier. Um, Because the last one was October of 2020, I believe. And then the first one is August of 22. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Thanks to the um, to the freedom and the willingness of someone like Elon Musk to put his life, his family at risk, his fortune at risk, this overpriced company that he just bought at risk by releasing the internal documents, the internal communications, the internal directives on all of these issues, the government's influence over censoring people and tailoring native uh, narratives and shutting down other people. And it's just beginning. And we're not going to get sidetracked on Twitter files. Maybe next week would be a good week to do just a, an hour show on at least an hour of the show on the Twitter files, do a really good summary For those of you who have not had the time to just read and read and read all of the incredible information that's out there. And now, thanks to 
Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and others in the Freedom Caucus, um, we're going to have a House of Representatives that is not a go-along to get-along. This is not going to be the uh, Paul Ryan House of Representatives or the original California Kevin McCarthy's House of Representatives. He has had to come a long, long way. And do, do you have any idea what all of the concessions that he got, uh, that he had to give up in order to get these votes? A single member of the House can now vote, make a motion to vacate the chair. Now, that means Democrats can use it, of course, and that's the way it was until Nancy Pelosi came along. That's the way it was for decades. Now, you then have to vote, and, uh, you know, if somebody was abusing that, they their power and prestige within the House would not last very long. But instead of having to get five people to do it, one person can do it, and it, it is a check and balance on power. There are going to be more Freedom Caucus members on top committees. They're going to hold votes on Freedom Caucus-backed bills. These are things that were not happening. John Boehner did not like the Freedom Caucus. If we'd have gotten or if we get Ken Buck on tonight, uh, he was one of the original members of the Freedom Caucus. In fact, he was, as a freshman, he became the president or chair, whatever they call it over there in the Freedom Caucus. They're eliminating labor unions for House staff. They're reopening the Capitol and eliminating all of the ridiculously outdated, ineffective, and damaging pandemic protocols. I understand they've already gotten rid of all of the nonsense that when people come to the Capitol tries to convince them that what happened on January 6th was a was a well-planned and organized and constructed by the President of the United States insurrection. And, of course, we know the committees, if only they can release the 14,000 hours of video that we haven't seen, what an exciting moment that will be. There's already so much video out there, people in black, in bushes, changing into Trump gear before they meld in with the crowds, 10-ton doors, two of them, Swinging open from the inside, they're operated mechanically from the inside, letting people into the Capitol. Ray Epps, who people still try to poo-poo, even though. Wow. About enough of that. Um, all of those things are so important to get to the bottom of, but at least, at the very least, people are not going to be brainwashed and hoodwinked. The moment they come into their capital, the Holman rule, there's just so many I could go through. We're going to run out of time. I want to leave enough time in this segment to play the first part of my conversation with Dr. Peter McCullough. Very, very good news on safety, Damon or Damar Hamlin. Um, He literally made a public statement today. Just uh, let's see how long ago was that? Maybe. Uh. 422 Central. So, yeah, updated at 540. So just recently updated. Um, He sent out a message. He said, and this is a quote from him, when you put real love out into the world, it comes back to you three times as much. The love has been overwhelming, but I'm thankful for every single person that prayed for me and reached out. This was an Instagram post. We brung the world back together behind this. If you know me, you know this only going to make me stronger. And I'm just trying to 
share the vernacular. Um, on a long road, keep praying for me. And then he did a little video. He did a little video with his teammates. He looks good. He's able to talk. He's still in critical condition, but he's breathing on his own. Very, very exciting. But I fear it did not bring the world back together because we've got the, the gutless few, the gutless majority out there trying to shut up the courageous few who are willing to talk about the very extreme likelihood that what happened when DeMar Hamlin made a very routine tackle is related to the fact that these NFL players are jabbed. And there's just so many things about it. And I, I don't watch the games anymore. I was not watching when it happened, but I've looked at that hit so many times. The most routine hit in the world wasn't speared in the chest or elbowed. They, they have these amazing pads around their chest and their heart area, especially a safety, uh, somebody who is a designated hitter, and a, you know, a roaming killer out there. And then if, unlike certain people, like me, you're willing to look at the videos of all of the sudden deaths, all of the suddenly died, died suddenly, um, and there's an actual page now on Twitter called Died Suddenly. And every five minutes, there's another picture and a story uh, connected to a young person, a 14-year-old, a 21-year-old, the producer of... This week with George Stephanopoulos, uh, Stephan Olivas, I like to call him, at 37 or 38, something like that. Uh, well, anyway, I want to leave some time for the very first segment of my conversation with Dr. Peter McCullough, and we'll jump right in when we return here on 710 KNUS. We're back very excited about our next guest. I met Dr. Peter McCullough at CPAC. Now, I think, yeah, it was the last CPAC, so it's been less than a year, and uh, uh, we had some great conversation there, and I, I watched as the uh, left-wing media and all of the social media companies, the old Twitter and everybody tried to silence this man, um, insult him, diminish him, a, a just a tremendous, renowned uh, heart surgeon and expert on the issues that are plaguing us now in light of the CCP virus and the so-called vaccines. Very pleased to welcome back to the show, Dr. Peter McCullough. Peter, welcome. Randy, thanks for having me. Uh, just one quick cor correction. I'm an internist and cardiologist, not a cardiac surgeon. Well, I'm glad. That's, how, that's why you shouldn't put lawyers in charge of trying to describe what doctors do. But <laughs> you, you know, the issue in medicine is that you know our whole field has changed now with covid and covid-19 vaccines it's been incredible and you know the things that um, early on in this virus when just sort of instinctively and looking around i had one of the early um, victims to v vax injury a denver police officer who you know had had the the virus the very first year very serious case of it young healthy built courageous guy fully recovered Denver police forced him to take the vax, and within a week he couldn't walk. He had pain in his legs. We wound up on Fox News, you know, morning drive. and uh, uh, But people would just say, no, 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 it's got nothing to do with the virus. And now, as, uh, as we heard Elon Musk say a week or so ago, all of the conspiracies that were talked about on Twitter 
just seem to be coming true. So let's recap a little bit. Um, but first, introduce yourself to people just a little bit more because your background uh, really needs to be known. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm a practicing internist and cardiologist in Dallas, Texas, um, an academic physician. So I, um, you know, I spend part of my time in clinical practice and half the time as a clinical scholar. Uh, prior to COVID, I was uh, researching how the heart and kidney function interrelate to one another and had amassed uh, the most publications in that field in the world in history. Turned all my attention to COVID-19. Uh, came up with early treatment protocols, tested them, uh, demonstrated that they worked. I assisted the White House and the U.S. Senate the best I could in COVID-19 response. I have over 60 papers now in COVID-19. I've testified three times in the U.S. Senate, co-moderated two of the major sessions, multiple state senates, uh, as well as I'm a frequent contributor on Fox News and Newsmax and One American News. All the major news channels have been on ABC. And uh, from the very beginning, I've been trying to help my patients in my practice, as well as you know, Americans and people worldwide, get through this pandemic. All of us want to see it end. The the consequences, not so much of the virus, which certainly has you know plenty of potential to do damage, and especially people who are susceptible, the elderly people with. Uh, preconditions and that sort of thing, but the government's reaction to the virus and then the effort to silence any effort or any attempt to get out actual scientific information that goes contrary to the government narrative has been extraordinary. I've never seen anything like it, and I'm not sure, but for Elon Musk, that we'd even understand or know that that's what went on. It's so true. Recently, uh, colleague Scott Atlas, former White House advisor, has commented that the censorship has actually resulted in loss of life. And the reason why that's the case is because uh, we now know through the Twitter files, as all this was released, that the Twitter censorship staff was working with the CDC and the FBI specifically to block information on helpful treatments and management approaches to help people get through the virus. They were specifically blocking that. And they were specifically blocking any information on vaccine safety and side effects. So Americans had no chance of avoiding harm here throughout the pandemic. And this went on through social media. It went on through major media. It got into the medical literature. Uh, it went through health systems. The, the government had a vast, well-funded response that seemingly was promoting fear, suffering, hospitalization, and death in order to promote mass vaccination. Dr. Peter McCullough is with us. The website is PeterMcCulloughMD.com, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. Links to all of his different social media there on the website, uh, videos of his testimony in front of the U.S. Senate, and so much more available right there. And, Doctor, I certainly want to uh, get into what happened on Monday Night Football and the uh, the very, well, really historic from NFL standards. Uh, and if you watch it over and over, you can see a, what looks like a pretty normal type of hit, a young, healthy, super strong defensive end just making a tackle, nothing spectacular about it, pops up, ready to go, and then falls to the ground, and uh, and, it, and it 
it just mirrors what we've seen in so many other videos of young athletes, people in front of microphones, people on tennis courts, soccer fields, elsewhere, uh, that this sort of thing is just popping up. I know we've got you for a couple of segments, so let's table that for the moment because I want to talk a little bit more about this social media and the damage that was done to you and so many top professionals trying to get out the truth about this virus. It's so true. Uh, The Twitter files have been uh, remarkable in terms of understanding how deep the collusion was, uh, in fact, in related developments. Uh, it's been learned, and Senator Rand Paul uh, investigated this and, and made this public, that Pfizer and Moderna were using their marketing firm, Weber Shandwick, which is part of the IPG group, one of the biggest marketing firms in the world, to actually market the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines on campus in the CDC. So there was a Pfizer-Moderna promotional marketing office within the CDC. The CDC actually paid them $50 million dollars. This is unheard of to have uh, the CDC, a government agency, be corrupted by big pharma. I was always wondered, why are Pfizer and Moderna always pushed so much? And we don't hear so much about Johnson Johnson and Novavax. Now I know why. Pfizer and Moderna were complicit with the U.S. government in actively promoting the vaccines. In fact, Weber Shandwick had a program and still does called Plan VX, where they do consulting for large employers to actually promote and mandate vaccines within large employers. This wide-open corruption, these are emergency-use authorized vaccines. They can't be promoted like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, you especially as you get older, you seem to get more ads put on your phone. You notice them more on TV, all of these different drugs for, you know, heart, blood pressure, prostate, all the different things that are out there, and they all come with these dis, these long disclaimers. You know, check with your doctor, report all your health conditions. You, this can cause cancer. You can drop over and die. And, of course, I'm exaggerating. But these they have to cram in these real quick disclaimers. I don't ever recall hearing a disclaimer from a CDC ad where they put together these beautiful actors and these beautiful scenes and said, you know, protect your community, be better, get back in life, take the vax, or from the companies that would advertise about them. I never saw those disclaimers for this. So, I mean, do you call it a vaccine? Well, let's just pick up the advertising. What you're describing is wrongful advertising. Uh, The vaccines, just like any other biopharmaceutical product, have to be advertised with the risks and the benefits. They simply can't say safe and effective. They have to warn people what can happen? There have been fatal cases now, absolutely ironclad, autopsy-proven fatal cases of heart damage, myocarditis, blood clots, neurologic damage. All this has to be disclosed on these TV ads and these print ads. So you've heard that uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida has announced a grand jury about wrongdoing. I think one of the first things they're going to go after is wrongful advertising. You can't advertise or promote a product. No one can. No doctor can. No government agency official can. They always have to be presented in terms of risks and benefits. In fact, the state of Kansas has pulled all the COVID-19 vaccines uh, ads off the air because they're uh, illegal advertising. The vaccines that exist, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson, they're technically considered genetic transfer technology. So they're not technically vaccines and they should be on a different regulatory schedule. The Novavax is an antigen-based vaccine and that could be considered a traditional vaccine. 
is there a better word? Because I just, you know, people are becoming less willing to try, you know, traditional vaccines, vaccines that have saved lives for decades, you know, polio and, and things like that, because they associate what they're beginning to understand about these COVID treatments uh, with some of these longstanding uh, vaccines and painting with painting with a broad brush. Is there a better term to use in with regard to these treatments? I think we're stuck with it. Uh, but, you know, shots that are given, uh, you know, shot one, shot two, two months later, shot three, and then six months later, shot four. That's more on a schedule that we would give for, you know, an injectable therapy in the office, not for hmm. a vaccine. Vaccine at the most frequent would be once a year. But some vaccines we don't take, you know, but every three, five, sometimes 10 years, like a tetanus shot. I agree with you. What's happening is this COVID-19 vaccine debacle is eroding trust in all vaccines. And it's another reason why in the U.S. Senate on December 7th, 2022, I called for total withdrawal of the COVID-19 vaccines. They're all obsolete. None of them are stopping the infection and causing tremendous numbers of injuries, disabilities, and deaths. They should be pulled off the market. If the COVID-19 vaccines got pulled off the market, I think America could really quickly restore trust in the traditional vaccines. But the longer the, longer the COVID-19 vaccine is on the market, <clears throat> you're going to see parents start to recoil from the, COVID, from the uh, routine childhood schedule because the CDC has actually put the COVID shots on the routine schedule. That's unprecedented. The COVID shots are emergency use authorized. They don't even know how frequently they should be given right now in children. And you just put them on the schedule. That's the reason why a lot of parents are opting out of vaccines now. Could literally spend an hour uh, talking about, you know, past history, all the things that have gone on wrong. And I'm just so grateful that you're able to stay with us talking with Dr. Peter McCullough, internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, chief scientific officer of the wellness company. Um, one of the first and and boy, impacted as much as any victims of the Twitter and other social media censorship. Before we go to our first break. Um, talk for just a minute, if you don't mind, about the things that you were concerned about as you saw uh, people's responses to this uh, COVID treatment start to unfold that have proven to be, uh, you know, your instincts, your, you were alarmed, you, you started to predict, it's what took you off of Twitter and elsewhere, that is coming to bear, coming to true. I published an op-ed by invitation in The Hill, a Washington Journal for Lawmakers, in August of 2020. Randy and I said, listen, this is a gamble. The title of the op-ed is The Great Gamble of the COVID-19 Vaccine Program. We've never tried to mass vaccinate the world into a highly prevalent pandemic. We've never tried to give brand new genetic vaccines, not knowing the right dose, the mechanism of action, the dose frequency. The gambles that were t made with this vaccine program are unprecedented. There's never been a shot in the arm that stopped a pandemic in terms of the nasopharynx. The most effective vaccine that stops a viral infection in the nose and the, and the throat is actually the rubella vaccine. But this is nothing close to this. This is not a, a you know, live attenuated vaccine. This is a genetic instruction for the spike protein. So it was a wild gamble. The gamble of our lifetimes, if not the gamble of all time, to try to take this brand new concept and apply it to the whole world. Uh, what I said in my op-ed is, uh, listen, it looks like nursing home patients are at, at risk, nursing home workers, people in congregate settings, and we could vaccinate on a trial basis maybe 2.7 million people, 
and really safeguard those at highest risk. And uh, that's what the Great Barrington Declaration, uh, authored by uh, doctors from Stanford, Harvard, and, and Oxford, proposed limited focused protection. Instead, uh, the U.S. and the pharmaceutical companies, they wanted a needle in every arm, blanket the entire country, including babies down to six month old. We will continue, wrap up our conversation with Dr. Peter McCullough next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.